Listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone, welcome back to the I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now podcast, where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between. How's it going, Michelle? Uh, it's going pretty well. I've got a little tequila in me. Yes. I can feel it. I got a little bit of a flush going, so all is well. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, you made some really tasty uh, margaritas. So what would you call these margaritas? Just... Uh, no, I have something. Okay. Uh, maybe some like lemon lime margaritas Ooh. or fresh margaritas or that's kind of what we were going for. So we used fresh lime juice mainly, fresh lemon juice, tequila, triple sec, and then there we were. I guess that was all there was. Do you have Oh, and a little sugar. No, girl. I, I don't have, have to measurements. post this picture. I need uh... a... <laughs> I did a lot of limes okay. and a half a bottle of tequila. Oh We're done. <laughs> I'll make up something. No, 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 no. I can okay. come up with it. Okay. I can come up with it. Thank you. So if you're making a single one, yes. it's probably like one lime and half a lemon. Okay. And then probably a shot of tequila, uh-huh. a shot of triple sec, and then probably just a touch of some syrup, like simple syrup mm-hmm. or maybe some super fine sugar okay. just to give it a little bit of a sweet taste okay you're good to go thank you serve that over ice we made some spicy oh my god not spicy sugar we made girl oh my god i'm sorry i don't know what happened spicy salt yeah and put that around and that was delicious yeah no that was super tasty all my salt is gone yeah i like find the little bit that's left and have a little sip there mine's completely gone it's super tasty and yeah they're I mean, it's I tequila, would, so... Yeah. So, yeah. So drink responsibly. <laughs> My goodness. We're going to fight later. Right. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Kayla and I had a boxing match, and then... Yeah. No, just kidding. I do think this would be really good with, like, a touch of some sparkling water. Right. Or maybe, like, some Sprite or something, because mm-hmm. it's very... I don't know. I, don't I like know. the tartness of Yeah, it. it's very tart. Yeah. And very tequila-y. Right. Well, because we were almost done with the bottle. And it's like, right. why take this little bit home with me? Correct. Let me just dump the rest in. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. So it got a little yeah. tequila-licious, if you will. Yeah, right? <laughs> My goodness. We had some margaritas. Yeah. We're going to tell some stories. It's going to be a good time. I got my hair cut today. It looks really nice. You got it dyed too? I did. So beautiful. I got it highlighted to cover all my gray. Oh my gosh, whatever. (laughs) My poor hairdresser probably like looks at the top of my head and was like, oh, you have not been here for a while because it's gray, gray, gray. No, no. You're so sweet. It looks really nice. I love the color. You're a good Uh blonde. I was always blonde and then I moved to Oregon and then I became not blonde anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Just not enough sun. I guess I was a sun bleach blonde. I do feel like the hair you're born with is the hair that probably looks most beautiful on you. Oh, yeah. That is my feeling. I still want red hair, though. Red hair? Yeah, like a burgundy. Ooh la la. I could see some, or some like dark purple or something, because your hair is really dark. dark. Yeah. So you got quite the Snow White situation going on. Oh, thank you. So you're going to kick us off with a little story? Yes. Story of mayhem and destruction, most likely. Yeah, but then thrilling survival in the end. Look Did at I, you. Yeah. I know. Fucking I know. nailed it. Told your story for you. I don't need to tell it anymore. <laughs> My gosh. Uh, oh, 
gosh. So this story is about Alex Lovell. Okay. Alex Lovell. So it is... I don't think I said that right. I apologize. We'll go with it. Go for it. Alex. So it is 2018 and we're in March. Okay. Okay. So Alex is 29 years old and he lives in... Uh, it says Portland, Oregon, but he's from Washington. Okay. That makes so, sense. I mean, they are pretty close. Yeah. Uh, so we're pretty local then. Yeah. Hello, Portland. All right. And so he's been dating his girlfriend, Emily Javier, for uh, two years now. So things are good until the last several months. And that's because mm. Alex was training for Players Unknown's Battleground, a computer game where people parachute onto an island and kill each other. So it's kind of like Fortnite. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, it sounds like Fortnite to me. Uh, I've so, never heard of this game. I never either. No judgment. But he... <laughs> He was spending 12 to 13 hours a day playing and training Ugh. for this. Girl, I wish I could be like, oh, Alex, you're doing bad. Do you know how many hours of fucking New World <laughs> I played this weekend? Yeah, right. Like from 8 a.m. until like 8 or 9 p.m. both days. Have games we done fun. dishes in the last like three weeks? <laughs> no. No, we haven't. Hey, games are fun. Oh, they are fun. Well, I just started Animal Crossing. Uh, <laughs> I know it's not the same thing. He's so but cute. I just want to hug you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> I, I guess kind of get it. <laughs> he would even spend time doing exercises for his hands, wrists, shoulders, and practicing mouse moves and techniques techniques to maximize his performance. So he was all about like he was being getting really into well. it. Okay. Yeah, he wanted to be a professional for sure. All right. But unfortunately, this was that gave him no quality time with his girlfriend. Mm. Like he's just gaming, you know. But Emily started to get suspicious because she was noticing different things. Oh. And so first, their intimate relationship was pretty much non-existent. Oh. They, they were not intimate with each other. She saw also that he may have had a Tinder app on his phone, even though that's where they met. It's still like, Tinder. Say what? Mm-hmm. Alex. She saw scratches on his back and she thought that would be from sex. And also found a red hair in the shower drain. Okay. Okay. I see that. Okay. And she has green hair. Dyed green hair. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not red at all. Not red. Is he cheating on her? So, well, she was enraged. And this is not the first time she accused him of cheating. But in this state of rage, she goes to the, uh, goes to the mall and goes shopping. But what she buys I'm at like, the mall. Oh, it's not clothes. It's a samurai sword. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. What a I'm thing like, to get. I'm like, I have two samurai swords at home, so I can't Is it save. above your bed? Just like, well, framed? No, it's next to our office, which is actually right where we came. Oh. So I, I guess I'm prepared to do whatever you need to do with a samurai sword. Fair enough. Minor decorative, not sharp at all. So she t- <laughs> she taped this sword and two knives on her side of the bed so he could not see. Okay, that's a little suspicious. Right? Mm. She then spends the next week stewing and plotting her revenge. Over him cheating on her. Allegedly cheating. Allegedly cheating. Because of a red hair and back scratches and a Tinder app. Yes. Okay, okay. So, uh, it is now March 2nd of 2018, and Alex returns home and pretty much ignores Emily. Like, they don't... Just roll in and I'm gonna go game now. Pretty much, yeah. 
So around 9 p.m., she goes into the bedroom, and then Alex joins her a little later on and goes to sleep. Emily then waits for him to deeply fall asleep, and then she hides his phone so he can't call for help. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> this does not bode well. No. She then retrieves the samurai sword that's taped to her bed. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And then just brings it down straight onto Alex. Oh, like, Alex- stabs him, like, directly yep. in his heart? Or, Not like, tries to cut his head off? She, like, swung down at him. So okay. it hits him, and he wakes up. Yeah. Of course. In a pretty know. violent way. My goodness. His instincts then kick in, and he was a big fan of, like, kung fu films and even had martial arts training himself already. Ah. He states, I was able to wing chung my way to survival, referring to a traditional form of Chinese martial arts that focuses on close-range combat. I want to sing everybody wing chung tonight, like, so bad. Hold it in, Michelle. (laughs) So he got her into a bear hug and he states, I saw the look in her eyes and it scared the living poop out of me. Oh dear. I told her I loved her and she was killing me. She needed to call the police or I was going to die. Having said that, Emily actually Uh. does call 911 and she is stricken with grief and horrified over the violent outburst that she had. She tells dispatcher that she just stabbed her boyfriend repeatedly with a sword. She said that she thinks that he's dead and they should hurry, uh, but she could not go back into the room to check on him because there was too much blood. Oh, dear. Right. Huh. Police arrive around 1.54 a.m., just minutes after the call happened. Police enter the bedroom and blood is splattered all over the walls. Oh, my God. Alex is curled up in a ball and they quickly take him to the hospital. Alex... Index, middle, and ring fingers are nearly lopped off at the base. But luckily, right? Because his hands were catching the blade. I'm amazed that she can actually buy a samurai sword at the mall that is as sharp as this. Right, in like, Oregon? <laughs> I mean, kind of. It like, could be some force, too. I mean, she had yeah. some rage. She had some anger, man. I mean, if I beat anyone with my samurai sword, it's not doing anything. I Maybe just, some bruises, right. but I'm not breaking any skin. I just think it's weird that that's your go-to weapon. When you go, like, yeah. You have... A lot of different options. No offense, but like I mean, a you're at sword. the mall. Yeah. I mean, you can buy whatever you want, right? But a samurai sword. But you know, and she had two oh. knives too, tight. I mean, well, I don't know. Yeah, the whole thing is very premeditated. Oh, it, absolutely. I mean, Doctors were able to reattach all his of fingers. His, his fingers. Yeah. Well, that's good. My so God. he also had deep lacerations on his feet and legs, and a fractured wrist. Also, on his feet. Well, he was just. Pretty much like using anything as much he, as he could can. as she's just whacking down on exactly. him. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. oh my gosh. He also had various other wounds to his torso, neck, and the left side of his head. Oh. He states, I was just so proud for beating the samurai wannabe crazy lady with hate in her heart. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He said that the the cheating allegations were false. He never cheated on her. He does feel bad about not paying attention to her and focusing really on gaming and training. Mm. But he had no time for cheating when he was gaming all of this time. Yeah. He said once they were dating seriously, he deleted the app, so he wasn't sure about Where what she the saw. Tinder yeah. 
thing, thing came, came from. So mm-hmm. it's still, even if he did have the Tinder app, does it mean that you should be chopped up? You know? Agreed. Agreed. I mean, even if you are cheating, in fact, you shouldn't be murdered. No. Or attempted murdered. No. So it was weird because the interviewer interviewing him asked if they were still an item. And he said... He's like, no. (laughs) He's like, I haven't spoken with her if that's what you mean. I mean, she called the authorities and saved my life. I hope that counts for something. It's a bit complicated. Regardless, I assume she needs some serious help. (laughs) It's it's complicated on Facebook. Oh, yeah, right? No, sorry. No, it's kind of funny. Sorry. No, I mean, that's a dumb question. Like, yeah. are you guys still together unless no. you try to kill you? It's like, no. Why would you be together? Right? I mean, and if you were together, you, you maybe have some, some other too. problems. Yeah. So, Emily was sentenced to 19 years in prison Ooh. for attempted first degree domestic violence murder in March of 2019. So, Dang. it's only been a few years. So members of the Player Unknown's Battleground community actually launched a GoFundMe raising around $8,000 oh, for wow. him. So Alex is grateful, but he knows that he has a long recovery ahead of him and a lot of physical therapy. Mm. Uh, but luckily, he didn't lose any fingers. Gosh. And hopefully he can, you know, He can continue game to game. Now. Exactly. Yeah. Ugh. I wish I could Ugh. say gaming was bad, but I love it, so. Gaming is fun. I think if you play 12 to 13 hours a day, then there should be some questions. Okay, Judgy McJudgerson over there. I'm just saying, unless you're getting, like, that's your, like, you're getting paid to do that, you know? Oh, my God. I would love to play 12 to 13 hours of video games but a day. But you can't because you have a job, Michelle. Yes, it's true. That's what I'm saying. Ugh. I'm saying if gaming is getting into your life of, you know... Your job and everything. And your relationships. Yeah. Who knows? Well, honestly, fortunately, Joel and I game together. That's cute. And so does Nick and I. It makes it, you know, now it's an activity together, not, you know, he's in the other room and I'm in the living room stewing and, you know, considering macheting him up. up. Yeah. Macheting? Yeah. You didn't know about it. It That's a word. Machete in. Do you have a machete? Yes, I have like three of them. In fact, why? Because we like like to get dead branches off of our uh, trees. You just swipe a machete up and down it, and you can. I'm concerned a little bit, a nah, small bit. We haven't like murdered each other in any kind of real way. But I can see you being like a duo, like a murdering duo. Yeah, like Bonnie yeah. and Clyde. Oh, <laughs> I could see that. No, Michelle. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Uh, no, I won't be in a murdering duo. Thank you. Wow. All right. All right. My so, word. Uh, All right. But, so, but I'm very happy that Alex survived and that his instincts kicked in. He was a fighter, not a flighter. That's true. Uh, so, and he was really lucky that he talked some sense into her to like, you need to, I love you. So please call 911 or I'm going to die. And then she's like, oh, wow, this is and she sees all the blood. She's like, this is too much. Like, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know what she was expecting. I guess I don't understand what people expect. Like, I, I bet it's similar where you think it's going to be one thing mm-hmm. and it's just completely not. Mm-hmm. It's not what you expect at all. And it's just right. terrible. It's just awful everywhere you everywhere. look. Yeah. Ugh. So good job, Alex. Way to survive that. And I'm glad his community really came around him and supported him as well. Yeah. And I'm glad so. he didn't lose his fingers. Absolutely. And, or his life, for that matter. Well, yeah, but also, yeah, because his hands, that's how you play games, so. 
Uh, all right, Michelle, it's your turn with your story. All right, all right. Well, I actually went through various stories. I had like three other stories that mm. I was going to tell. And I ended up landing on this one, and I'll tell you why. Okay. So my brother calls me today. Uh-huh. And he's like, and he called like three times in a row. And uh-huh. I was like, Must all mean right, something. I better pick up. And what had happened was... He calls you a lot. That's why you don't answer... Yeah, well, he he has this, like, way, just knack of calling at the most inopportune times. Where it's like, I just either I'm not near my phone, or I just absolutely can't pick up because I'm in the middle of, like, pouring out sugar sugar or something for, you know, the bees and all that. And so, this morning, it was kind of the same thing. I wasn't around. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, crap, I have all these missed calls. And then he calls again. So the reason he had called is he drove by the property that we grew up on. And back, my dad passed away, gosh, like 20 years ago now. So it's been a long time. But we didn't spread his ashes for many years Mm -hmm. because we were kind of debating on where to spread them. And, you know, we were in Oregon and we figured he wanted to be spread down in California where he grew up and or not grew up, but. Where he lived his main life, I guess we could say. And so we finally make it down to California with his ashes. My sister and I drive down. We meet my brother. And, of course, we don't own the home that we grew up on. And so we're going to spread the ashes on that place. Oh, my God. Okay. We grew up. There was a big orchard there. And so we want to spread his ashes in that orchard Uh because he put his heart and soul into it, you know. And so we go... And of course, it's completely trespassing. Right. And so we yeah. go in the dead of the night. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Park at the end of the property. And then we run onto the property and spread his ashes onto these like back apple trees, right? Yeah. And so he drove by and those apple trees are completely gone. And there's a <gasps> volleyball court there now. <laughs> no! Yeah. After all that. No. So he had only been like... Had his ashes spread for like two years and now it's completely dug up. Those trees have probably been there for 40 years and... It's a volleyball court? Now it's a volleyball court. Like sand? I don't... I think... No, I think it's still like dirt, but it's... I I don't know exactly, but there's a volleyball net there. It's just different. It's It's different. It's just... I just thought it was just kind of ironic right. and funny. And then I came across this story about this poor woman trying to spread her husband's ashes. Oh. And so that's where, that's where we are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. So I just thought that's, yeah. Anyway. No, I like it. I okay. Like it. This is about Jean Gear. Okay. And Jean had been married to Jack for 34 years mm-hmm. before he passed away. Right. They had lived in San Francisco, they had lived in Hawaii, and they finally landed in Port Angeles in Washington. Okay. In December of 2016, Jean walked out to her backyard and found that her husband had had a massive heart attack oh my and God. died very oh suddenly. My I know, I'm sorry. So immediately, let's yeah. just get depressing. He was 17 to 72 years old, and Jean, of course, was... Felt like completely lost without him. Absolutely. She went on trying to look for books on grief and loss because she really just didn't know how to Deal move with forward. Yeah. yeah, she was really struggling. I mean, 34 years with one person. Yeah. It's like, what do you do with your life well, I know after you that? You are the same, but sometimes when I think about just Nick just dying randomly, I'll just start crying. <gasps> no, just I randomly. know. <laughs> 
totally true. And I've told Joel. Yeah. He's ruined fantasizing about other men for me forever. Because right? he's got to be dead for he the only way. Be. Otherwise, yeah. I'm cheating on him. That doesn't work out. It does not. But then I get too depressed about him being dead in my fantasies. Yeah. So I just, yeah, he's ruined it all for me. So <laughs> thanks, Joel. Anyway, Jean is sad and upset. So. But one thing she remembers is that Jack had very specific wishes when it came to spreading his oh, okay. ashes. Okay, great. So he wanted half of his ashes spread in Hawaii Ooh. and then half of his ashes spread in Olympic National Park, which is a park up near Seattle. Oh, okay. I think is what it sounds bit, like. Yeah. She decided. She went to Hawaii first, and she dispersed half of Jack there. As you would. Hawaii as you, first. Yeah, yeah, well done. She put him in the ocean. So after that, she sort of dreaded spreading the other half of his ashes, because then she would be parted with him forever. Kind of. So she waited and waited, and then finally she was like, I got to do it. Yeah. I got to go to the Olympic National Park and spread the rest of his ashes. So now we're on July 17th, and I think it's still... 2016 maybe it's 2017 anyway she decides she's gonna today's the day she's gonna spread the ashes so jean took off and she took the rest of jack remains as well as her dog yoda Mm -hmm. who is a five-year-old chihuahua mix okay so off they go they climb into her 2004 ford explorer it's around 4 p.m and they take off towards the the park okay and they um they park there and she decides like she gets out of the car she doesn't need her coat because she's only going to be gone for a half an hour and it's just in and out and so she's feeling pretty good about it she even like had planned what she was going to make for dinner that night like she fully expected to be home dun 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 clearly she's not going to be home oh gosh poor thing okay so she heads in to the national park and she was going for a special spot that was kind of just inside the parking lot. And so she drove in about three miles and then found this specific spot for her to park her Explorer. Okay. And because she knew that just inside were these special kind of flowers that Jack had always said had moved him. They were um, blue alpine forget-me-nots. Oh, And I know, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, let's just all cry right now. (laughs) So that was her her goal destination. So she grabbed her cell phone. She grabbed the urn with his ashes in it. Yeah. Yoda, they locked the door and headed out. She went in looking for this sort of patch of Mm forget-me-nots, and she couldn't find any right away. So she's like... Uh, I'll probably just keep on looking for a little while. Mm. So she heads a little deeper in and then she sees this whole big patch of the flowers that she had been looking for. So she's like relieved and excited. So she heads in and then she sort of spreads Jack's ashes and she, you know, said a little, I'm sure a little quiet something to Jack and a little blessing. And then she turned around to leave. She realized that when she looked around, that she, in fact, did not remember where she had come from. <gasps> no. And I feel like this is exactly what would happen to me right? should I ever head out into the wilderness. Same girl, it's same. Just, which way did I come? I mean, I go to a mall, go into a store, and then come out and head the wrong direction. Right, and there's so, a million trees that look the same. Yeah, that's exactly. 
Exactly. So that is what happened to Jean. Oh, no. She actually had a nickname her husband had given her called Wrong Way Jean. Oh, my. (laughs) So, which I get. Uh. So she saw a hill and she headed toward it. And she figured if she could make it to the top, she could look around and see where she was and be able to figure out where she had parked her car. So her shoes, which were not really ready for, I mean, they were not hiking shoes. They had a smooth tread. They were just, you know, shoes for a quick walk. I see. Not, you know, full yeah. on. She was wearing like a tank top and capris Ugh. or something like, or a t-shirt and capris. And so she headed out up onto this hill. But what ended up happening is she slipped. She dropped the urn and watched it roll over the edge of the hill and then tumble into a gully And then she tried to kind of slide down to see if she could fetch the urn back and realize it had gone too far. But then she ended up kind of sliding down the hill, I think, a bit herself. This is turning awful. Yeah. No, the whole thing is awful. (laughs) I mean, she survives. Yeah, right. You know, it's a survival podcast, but yeah, she goes through a lot. So, (laughs) poor thing. So she realizes that she's not able to get the urn. Like, it's just, it's gone. She's got to let it go. She's not going to be able to make it down in the shoes she's in. And the slide, the slope of the hill is too much. And at this point now, she has been gone from home for more than a few hours and it's getting dark. Right. And so she reached for her cell phone to call for help, but there is no service. (gasps) And so she's thirsty. She needs water. So she essentially just like looks around and picks a way to go. So she heads huff in that direction. So she's pushing through underbrush and branches and she's got Yoda kind of coming along with her. Right. The branches ended up sort of cutting her and pricking her like pretty deeply. Uh, And then she finally came across a small creek. So she was able to actually get some water. Okay. And so her and Yoda drank deeply out of this little (laughs) creek. Um, Yoda. And then night fell and she realized, I'm going to have to spend the night. In a tank top and capris. Yeah. And so she had heard, of course, of stories, as we all do. I mean, you go people dying on Mount Hood or people going out and hiking all the time in the Northwest and people getting lost. What time of year is it? This is, oh, shoot, it's July. Oh, okay, summer. So it's still summer. So certainly not snowing where she is. But, you know, the nights get cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she had heard of people who had died in the park. She had heard of people who had been mauled by bears. And, you know, so she's just trying to stay calm and not really go into some major panic attack. So first things first, she needed a place to sleep. So she spotted some downed trees and that had sort of a big rock next to it. And there was sort of a space in between the rock and this log. Okay. And so she sort of hunkered down there. And so she was an experienced camper, fortunately. Oh. So she wasn't really frightened by all the noises and everything that was going on at night. I Nick and I camp every single year with his family. Like, it's tent camping. There's no, like, facilities. Yeah, you go, it's, like, out into the woods, yeah. it seems like. <laughs> and so I just, I don't know. It's so weird. It's so eerie just having no noise. It's so quiet. And then when you hear a noise in the distance, it's like, what the fuck is what that? What was that? What was that? Exactly. I just can't. I can't. Uh, I, lo- I love and hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I could see that. Well, she was 
trying to keep herself calm. Yeah. You know, so she was sort of thinking about what she was going to make for dinner that night, which actually sounds delicious. It was noodle soup with porks and vegetables and uh, fresh cherries for dessert. So that sounds incredible. That does sound incredible. I want all that. That's smart because I, uh, my mind wanders and you just think of the worst. Yeah. You're thinking of, is that a bear? Is that a bug? Is that that a a human that wants to kill me? (laughs) That's I didn't I, even think of that, Karen. Sorry, you saying. Oh, my God. But ultimately, what made her feel calmer was thinking of Jack. <laughs> and so I know. And he, uh, she concluded that she would make it to daylight if she could just sort of hold on to the thought of him. Oh, my God. So that's what she did. Uh, so dawn rises. Mm-hmm. And so she leaves her little shelter of the log and rock. So she's now sort of forging a trail, trying to make her own trail. Uh-huh. And Yoda, of course, is still with her. But, I mean, he's a little chihuahua. So right. even at their home where he would get stuck on like logs and stuff trying to jump over him and then he would like yelp and yelp and wait right. for Jean to come and help him and that type of thing. she wasn't alone though. No, I, I mean thank helps. God you have a dog. Yeah. I would be happy. So he was actually losing his own strength. Aww. I mean because now it's like the next day. Yeah. Uh, but Jean couldn't carry him. Her own strength was being taxed. Really? A little chihuahua? Yeah. Well, he's like 11 pounds so I think okay, he's a mix. Okay. So he's not like Tiny, but he's... like a little five pounder. Yeah. I mean, he's got a little heft to him, I guess. (laughs) Poor little guy. I'm sorry, Chihuahua. So sorry, Yoda. I didn't mean it. Heft. That sounded mean. Heft. Uh, So Jean is sort of trying to make her way back to her Ford. Yeah. And is struggling to find her spot. And she keeps sort of coming onto these, like, steep crevasses and ravines that she, like... Either has to go way down and or she has to go around and try to find her way around. Oh my gosh. And so she ended up going down into one and then could never climb back up. So now she's like sort of stuck down in this ravine and she realizes that now she's going to end up spending another night. So she has spent the entire day just trying to fight her way back to her car and has still not found it. At this point, now beginning to kind of lose hope. Right. So she spends the night once again. Oh, my gosh. And the next morning dawns, and now it's her third day there. And so now she's just given up trying to find her way out. Now she just wants to figure out a way to help rescuers find her. Oh, okay. So, so did she tell someone where she was going to be? Or did she think that rescuers are out there? Or what? Well, she's hoping that rescuers are out there. I see, I see. <laughs> and, but no, it sounds like she did not tell anyone. Ugh. But what they, what she is realizing, she needs to stay put. Right. And rescuers can find her. Because if she's still wandering around, they could find where she was, but right. not where she actually is. I see. So at the end of day three... Jean and Yoda enter their little eight by five shelter that she had made previous. So it's like the log and the rock again. So it sounds like she made her way back there. And then um, she just starts thinking about 
what's going on in her life. Like she had tickets to a show that now she's not going to be able to make it. And what's going on with those cherries that she was going to eat for dessert. <laughs> and it's like, she couldn't Aww. stop thinking about these stupid cherries. Cherries are delicious, man. Cherries are delicious. So good. Ugh, I love cherries. So the fourth day. Oh comes. my gosh. So she spent the night again and now she's just thinking about survival. Right. So yeah. she's just, she wants to hunker down she wants to find some water. She wants to find some food. So throughout the day, she sort of made her way down the steep hill to where she found the water before. And she took a lot of care not to fall. She dug her, you know, heels into the ground and really sort of grabbed onto a lot of bushes um, to make her way down to the water. She tried making a fire where she was. She gathered up a bunch of dry pine needles and she tried rubbing like a small stick to a stone mm-hmm. and but unfortunately she just couldn't make anything Aww. happen uh but she kept trying and trying so she ate some wild currants that she had found and she found some um sort of newly grown pine needles which i actually just re- learned recently in a norwegian cookbook that you can eat oh um, i had no idea yeah the little like you know how pine trees are sort of that dark green? Yeah. And then at the very end, there's a very light green, like okay. needles that come out. Yeah. Anyway, they're super tender and you can eat, eat them. Oh. So I've actually, after I found that out, I immediately went out to our pine tree, yeah. or our fir trees and checked them out. out. Had a little chat. Yeah. A little muncher. Did it taste good? Uh, it tasted like pine needles. Fair enough. As you Fair imagine. enough. But I guess you can make like drinks and all kinds of stuff out of really? them. Really? Yeah, it's a whole huh. thing. So she ate those. And she even ate some ants, which sounds, she says they had a lemony taste. I say they have a bitter, disgusting taste that I want yeah. no part mm-hmm. of. But poor thing. She's miserable and cold and she's cold down to her bones. But dang it, she's not giving up. Absolutely. So by now. Jean's brother in Seattle is becoming worried. Okay, good. So he has called her home numerous times mm-hmm. with no answer. She has not answered. She's not returned any of his calls. And so finally he drove two hours to her house Aww. to not... She, yeah. she wasn't there, of course, because she's out in the woods. So at that point, he contacted the sheriff's department Good. and was like, Yay. yeah, we've got a mercy, uh, missing person to report. We need to figure out and it sounds like, actually, she did tell him that she was going to the Olympic National Park because oh, they okay. knew where to go look. Perfect. So a park employee had actually spotted the explorer a while back and had radioed in saying that this explorer essentially had been aban- had been abandoned. Oh, and they didn't and, think twice about it. Yeah, and they were just like, oh, well, maybe that's where she is mm. <laughs> so they all these rescue the, the park search and rescue operations folks got together brother the sheriffs they all got together and they met at her explorer Aww. to kind of figure out how they were going to find her so dust and water spots indicated that nothing had happened with that vehicle for several days so there was enough evidence that they realized that she had probably been lost in the woods now for a couple days. And so they went into the woods. They were calling her name. They didn't find anything. And so they ended up having to call a halt to the search that evening. So the next day at 6 a.m., so now I think we're on day five. Yeah. They uh, they head out. They split into four groups. There's 37 people out there 
all ready to head out into different directions and search for Jean. He had a nagging feeling that they probably were not going to find her. Why? Because Jean was 71, probably disoriented, and probably injured. So I think at this point they're more sort of searching almost for a body recovery (gasps) and less for a person. At noon that day, sort of the radio got going and turns out they had found the urn that she had dropped. dropped. Yeah. And so they found Jack's name on the side and they were like, oh, we've got a clue. We think she's been here. So they ended up deciding to focus on a half mile radius around the urn. Okay. So they found the urn. They affixed the spot of where they were going to search and they headed out. So, and they also uh, requested a helicopter to help search for her. He got on the helicopter and he headed up and then he went... They first started where they found the urn, and then they kind of started started doing a circle around the mm. urn, sort of a spiral out, I guess. Right. And they figured maybe Jean had fallen into a gully or and had dropped the urn, which, in fact, is exactly what happened. Right. They figured she probably was uh, injured. But when they were searching, they couldn't see anything. All they saw was a sea of green. They could just see the t- like the tops of the trees, and mm. you know how forests are yeah, around yeah. here. They're green as hell and thick as hell, and mm-hmm. you know you're probably not going to see a person walking around. Yeah, good luck. So he had another idea. Mm. He was like, if Jean is alive, she needs water. Right. So let's go search along the water. Smart. So he studied the terrain. And he spotted a creek that was, you know, kind of near the urn still, but, you know, kind of a ways off. And so off he went, and then all of a sudden he saw a dog. (gasps) And then he saw a woman with silver hair waving him down. And so he radioed ahead to the team and gave new instructions. And from a distance, he watched the searchers running over to this woman... And he saw them hug her, and then his radio went crazy. We have Gene! We have Gene! So after six days in the woods, uh, Gene was actually too weak to walk out on her own. I bet. 71? My gosh. Yeah. So they called a helicopter and actually were able to put her into a basket Mm. and get her out of there. And then a crew carried Yoda out. (laughs) Little Yoda. So, um, at the hospital, the doctors were stunned to find out that Jean's only injuries were some scratches to her legs. She was low on potassium for eating next to nothing for nearly a week. But she ended up being released from the hospital with just a prescription of potassium tablets. (laughs) Wow! Um, Which she... And then she went home and immediately ate a big old bowl of cherries. Yes! (laughs) So, it ended up that... Without finding that urn, they would not have found her. With oh. being able to find the urn, they were able Give to really yeah, focus their search. And so now the rescuers are kind of convinced that Jack helped Saved lead them <gasps> to his wife. Oh, my uh, gosh. And, of course, Jean doesn't doubt it. She, oh. um, she now feels like she has the will to go on without her husband and it's time to let go and time to let my own light shine and to stand up. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I know. So sweet. I'm crying myself. Um, This situation forced me to realize that 
I could be on my own and I need to move on with my life. And so she did. And with the help so of Yoda. With little Yoda. Oh my um, gosh. So it sounds like she's doing well. She's put Jack at rest after he saved her one last time, perhaps. Oh my gosh. What and year was this? Like 2016, right. I think. Not too long ago. Oh my gosh. That's so sad. Uh. It's so nice at the same time. <laughs> God, I just... So, yeah, if she didn't drop the urn... I bet, like, when she dropped it, she's like, this is... Uh, I tried end, one forget thing. It. Yeah. And then she was, oh, my god. And then she was saved because of it. Oh. So. That's a great story. Uh, god damn it, Jean and Jack. Oh. No. Jean. All right. Well, that, uh, that was inspiring, actually. Now I'm craving cherries myself. I know. Fortunately, it's going to be cherry season before we know it here yeah. in the Northwest. Oh, good job, Jean. Wait a minute, like, for 71 to be out in the woods that long for six days? Six days. And can you, I just, mm. the hardest part is being with him for 34 years and then to lose him so suddenly. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. No, it takes me one second and I can be crying about the possibility of losing Joel in no time. Me too. And Nick's like, I'm right here. (laughs) I'm like, I know. Are you? Are you? But you could have not been. Exactly. But, wow. Okay. Well, there's a very two different stories. Indeed. But, uh, indeed. Both about relationships, I guess. No, I just had to tell after, like I said, I had all all these other stories. In fact, I'll tell that story. One is about a kick-ass lady mountain climber. Ooh, stay tuned. Yeah, so that'll be a fun one. Okay. But after seeing the ashes one and having my brother yeah absolutely at the ashes this morning it's meant oh to my be. god we had such an adrenaline rush I like bet. after running onto some stranger's property yeah. and spreading ashes and then running back to the car and then listening to like neil diamond <laughs> <laughs> like full blast and then we uh, went to a bar and had beer that's cute that's, that's, that's a nice that's a nice memory a little nice send-off yeah. oh my god the only thing i've done like in high school we forked someone's house so you just get a lot of disposable forks and just put it all in their i've lawn. never heard of such a thing nor did i back then <laughs> we all like put forks in his yard and then like we jumped in the car and like left and then, like, his sister told me the next day, like, someone forked our yard. It was not what? even funny. I'm like, that's rude. <laughs> and it was funny. And it was funny. Because we were cracking yeah. up the whole way home. It was great. I know. I remember uh. one time, um, it was near Halloween. And it was, like, my Amy of Wisconsin oh, fame, of course. Amy. I decided to silly string her car. <laughs> and so my sister and I, like, drive over there. We silly string her car. And I'm, like, hysterical laughing. <laughs> like... Can't even because yeah. of the adrenaline and I don't know what, but right. I was like, ah, like manacle freaking out over silly streaking your car. And then we rip out of there and we're like laughing so hard. We yeah. have like tears coming down our face because yeah. we're so ridiculous. Right. Oh my God. I can't do that to you because Joel will be outside. And I know. Be fucking sprayed. murdered. Yeah. And then I'll come at you with my murder samurai. punch. No, you're, mat- you're two samurai swords <laughs> and, and you're two- three machetes. <laughs> Actually, you probably have more than three. Oh, okay. Makes you feel any better. No. Uh, I know. I was thinking I'm probably pretty set because I have so many knives everywhere. Okay. Like, there's knives in the garage. There's a... 10 bazillion knives That's in what you kitchen. get for having acres of land. Yeah. Gonna... All right. Well, 
been watching more Oak Island. Oh. We gotta do more metal detecting. Okay, let's do it. Okay. We're going to the beach. Let's go to the coast. Okay, okay. that sounds fun. Right? Okay. Okay, goodbye. No, wait. Okay, so we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and we'll see you guys next time. Ba-boom. Ba-boom. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye.